0: Nikki and I are finally gonna talk about something that actually I feel for some reason I'm so confused because I, f- I felt that things were getting better. Me too. I'd say societally, societally I thought it was going in a different direction. hey guys i'm nikki and i'm gabby and we're the opposite twins (laughs) oh my gosh i should have said that too should we do it ready set go and And we're the the opposite opposite twins. twins and today we are gonna give a trigger warning because this episode that we're about to get into um has to do with body image body struggles eating disorders the media, body types, body trends, we're just gonna get right into it. In 2020, during the pandemic, is when I felt the most body positive, comfortable and happy in my own skin, in recovery from an eating disorder, and I felt great. And recently, this past year, specifically in 2022, a lot of my inspos, a lot of my body positive inspos that made me love my body, my curves, have all changed their bodies and it's really actually affected me and i've had that evil voice in my head almost every day i have to like i have to fight it and i feel like i haven't dealt with that since it, since like before the pandemic i think you know unfortunately body types are a part of pop culture and trends and i've wanted to deny that but i think that i'm starting to notice being in our 20s, I've actually we've lived long enough to see the body types be the trends, but I think when we were younger we didn't really realize that. Um I remember when we were really really young, um, Abercrombie models, Victoria's Secret models, twigginess, being stick skinny, no love handles, that was in style. And then in the 2010s, I want to say like who comes to mind is like Kim Kardashian, Demi Lovato, um all those body positive role models that were all about the curves. Really made this movement, and then now I feel like, in this past year, all these girls that made a cultural movement are all going back to the early two thousands thing, and low rise pants are in, and I mean I do love low rise pants, but I still have love handles, so I, I still wear it even though I don't have the body for low rise. I still like to wear low rise. The fact that this? hold up, the fact that you said I don't have the body for it, but I wear I wear the low rise anyway. Who who's the judge to say you don't have the body for low-rise jeans. It's you just have beautiful f- hips. I feel like um, like low-rise looks good on everybody, but why would you target yourself like that? Because I grew up in the early 2000s, and I think we'll always have that in us where it wasn't in style whatsoever to have hips. And if you did, you were considered plus or curvy. Or I remember Abercrombie... That whole craze, everyone, when when the Abercrombie craze was happening in the early 2000s, we were in middle school in 2006, and all of our friends hadn't gone through puberty yet, so they could wear the Abercrombie jeans with their little bony, like, pre-puberty bodies. But I had these hips even before puberty, and I remember wearing, trying to wear these jeans my friends were wearing. I've had that voice in my head since, it goes way back, and that's why when the whole body positive movement started and there were actual beautiful public figures that were rocking the curves. I felt seen and I felt supported and I feel like it's going away and it's terrifying, like truly terrifying. And I asked myself, Nikki, why do you need those inspos? Why do you need that? You know, why do I need to be represented in the media to feel good about myself? Why are body types trends? And it starts with one person and then you notice the weight loss on everybody. And you're like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. What do I do? You know? We're talking about how now there's this horrible body type trend. Do you want to go through the years and talk about what body type trend was a trend throughout each decade? When we were in elementary school, all the popular shows and posters hung up on the walls. Would you say like people were very like muscular built? Like, very muscular. I work out. I have a personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 90s, early 2000s was very, like, I'm in the gym. Britney Spears. Yeah. It was very much, I'm in the gym. I have a personal trainer. I have abs. I have no ounce of fat. It's all muscle or being skinny. Us talking about body type trends, that's not us encouraging it, right? Right. We're just... People are of all ages watching us and I want to like almost educate like the Gen Zers that are watching that grew up in body positivity culture and aren't aware of the body types as trends thing. I think, imagine being born only seeing curves as as being like, love your body, love your thighs, love your hips. Your idols are not stick skinny and then all of a sudden there's a shift. It's like the rug's ripped out from under them. So it's like I want to like tell them This has been a cycle. It's just history repeats itself. And we grew up not liking ourselves because we didn't have the twig muscular build. Our older sister did. We didn't. So I remember mom, like, specifically being so athletic looking when we were, like, four or five. Same. And all the girls on the show Friends, Jennifer Aniston yeah like the spice girls okay britney i think like monica that was that the trend the i hate saying that the body type trend at the time absolutely like the girls on friends were the blueprint everyone wanted to be courtney cox and jennifer aniston everybody did they wanted the arms the tonedness the abs but that's just that's how it was in the 90s And the haircuts, like, when you think of the 90s, you think of all these things. And then, you know, we get a little older. We go to middle school. We're slowly evolving into the 2010s. The Kardashians have a huge chokehold on pop culture. And all of a sudden, we enter high school, college, and it's all about the BBLs, the curves. Do you remember someone we knew wore butt pads to school? Yes. It was all about your butt's not big enough. And your lips aren't big enough and your boobs aren't big enough and your waist is not small enough. And now it it went from being muscular, looking like you have a personal trainer and that you diet every day, to you look like a Kardashian and you have a small waist and a big boobs and big butt. Do you feel like fashion trends go with these body type trends? Because I remember when like... Slim thick was in, like, so were body con dresses, like super tight skirts, the tie up, like heels with the long, tight dresses. And I feel like it's so toxic how it's like the fashion and the body types, like there shouldn't I I get fashion trends, but there shouldn't be a body or visual like we're all humans. And it's so dehumanizing. It's almost like we're all a bunch of plastic mannequins and we all are like everyone's a victim to accommodating their body to what is being sold. It's so horrible. When I was looking on the Internet for Black Friday for things to buy for myself, I was noticing like, wow, like the pieces, like these clothes. Skimpy. Skimpy's yeah. in. It's winter. Skimpy's in. It's like summer clothes being sold in the winter. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania. I don't see myself wearing all this out and about. And then I was thinking to myself, oh my God. It's all God. about the Instagram post. It's about Instagram. It's about TikTok. It's about that. Like They're selling you clothes to wear on Instagram, not to actually go shopping, not to actually go yeah, on errands. So I feel like the clothes that I wear to actually wear out, I get it like Target or like Old Navy or, you know, I get all my everyday clothes on ASOS and Amazon and then I get or I thrift it. And then I get my, my Instagram outfits from all these like fancy influencer websites. And I feel like I give into that unintentionally. And then I'm realizing as I'm checking out, do I want this for real or is it for this planned Instagram post that I see in my head? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if you're watching the YouTube do you guys like when you're shopping, do you picture yourself in the outfit first before you buy it? I have a closet at home that's just comfy closet. And then I have my glamour closet, which is actually a whole room. And it's unfortunate because all the comfy, like more modest clothes that I wear every day, th- there's so much thrown into this little like closet. And then all these glamour Instagram outfits, I wear like once and then I sell them. And there's a whole room dedicated to them. And when I realized that, that's when I realized, wow, social media is so huge right now. Majority of the outfits that I buy are just to wear on social media. Do you think that social media and how the demand for social media more and more every year, do you think that's the reason that we're back here? Yes, I I think that... People now who aren't celebrities, who who felt like back in the day, celebrities felt the pressure to have a personal trainer because they're always on camera and they don't want to have to worry about how they look. But now we're we're our own media. We don't need paparazzi. We're our own media. We're posting ourselves every day. So now we feel the pressure to look right for our media that we're putting out. So everyone's almost become a celebrity online who has a following because it doesn't matter what size following you have. You're trying to put yourself out there to an audience. You're filming yourself. You're looking at yourself. You're trying on clothes and all these people are feeling like they have to put up an image to grow. Some people think if they get skinnier, their brand is going to grow and people are going to like them more and they're going to be thin inspiration on Pinterest. That's so true. And make an outfit look better if they match the outfit better with their body. One thing I noticed was like, TikTok is like the most used social media and it's all video. So it's not like you can like airbrush or edit. Like what you see is what you get. That's what they look like. I like myself more on Instagram than TikTok. I think TikTok reveals a lot of things I don't like (laughs) about myself, but that's why people love TikTok because it's so real and you're not putting out a fake image of yourself. Instagram is toxic. Like, I don't know why that app be real became a thing because like TikTok is like be real. Can I just say, not to go off topic, but we have a friend of ours that goes, I don't like be real. I want to be fake. I want to see couture. I want to see elevation. I want to see like effort. I don't want to see desks and tables and people looking miserable. I want be fake. And I'm like, Nikki. that is literally hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, that's true. I feel like everything's getting, there's two movements going on. It's like the be overly real. And then it's like, Everyone being so real with no filters. Filters are out of style. Editing yourself is out of style. People actually feel like they have to really live their edited edited self in real life because you can't filter it anymore. Now it's all like yeah, the like levels are higher. Being relatable is like the trend right now. Like the whole, the whole influencer, like perfect influencer, that thing that ship sailed it doesn't exist anymore everyone knows you're being fake but some people like to see that and some people love to see the relatable like tiktokers no, but what i'm saying is i feel like now people feel the pressure because yes. now people realize if i put a filter on this or it's edited people will tell and effort is embarrassing it's the whole casual instagram mo- movement so now people feel the pressure to have no pores you can't smooth it out people can tell you can't have pores you can't see them you have to have natural looking filler you have to be looking actually as fit and thin as possible because you can't edit yourself everything's on video who comes up with these rules do you think with being trendy and being involved with like all the trends do you find that you have like more pressure for everything you're just saying right now i think i have an adult sensibility and logic to me that's like nikki are you going to exhaust yourself and fuck up your metabolism trying to like match all these molds? Or when are you just going to finally love who you are and literally rock it and stand out? And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. I think that there's so many people out there that are sick of seeing the same thing over and over again. And it could be really refreshing to actually love yourself during all this chaos right now and actually be that inspiration for all these other people that want to be seen. Good. So I think... I'm growing up, and I feel it, but I think that if I'm feeling this pressure and I have to battle these off in my head, I can't imagine being in your like your early 20s or being a young adult right now seeing this movement unfolding in front of you. I can't imagine being in college. I'm not going to use names, but like I've noticed like on my feed every other day, I'm like, oh, they're part of the trend now. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm noticing a lot of people. A lot of people I looked up to just... And it's not... When you... Like, do you think you're partaking in giving this title a trend when you're looking through your feed and someone you looked up to has now dropped a lot of weight and you get triggered? Do you do you feel like you could find yourself ju- judging someone for following a trend when they could be going through something else? Well, I have thought of that too, because having lived through an eating disorder and still battling those thoughts every day because you don't fully recover. You, you can look like you're recovering and you can be in a healthier space with it, but it's always there. I think that having lived through an eating disorder, I know now that it is so much more than just trying to be skinny. It comes from a place of control and it comes from a lot of the times it's induced by something traumatic in life, like a big change that you can't cope with right away. So then you try to the only thing you have control over is how you look. Sometimes your anxiety takes away your appetite. We've talked about this on the podcast. Like depression, yeah. anxiety take away your appetite. You'll lose a ton of weight. And then all of a sudden, the compliments of people saying they love they love how you're looking, what's your secret, that replaces a void, And then all of a sudden, you find a happiness in the weight loss. And then it's just a slippery slope. I understand that. And I think that I have to check myself sometimes. I have to be like, Nikki, you don't know somebody's story. You don't know... If it's just like also an angle or you don't know if it's someone's truly like not well mentally, you don't want to be idolizing or looking up to somebody's extreme weight loss because you don't know the story there. And there's some people that I scroll by on Instagram where I'm intuitive and once you've lived through it, you know the signs to look out for. There's some people that I just kind of want to check in on and be like, are you okay? Because there... There's a difference. And I'm glad you brought that up because there is a difference. You can't just look at someone and be like, yeah. They're joining the trend. It's sometimes it's discouraging and it's easy to take it that way, but you gotta check yourself sometimes and be like, but there's so much more to that story, and you don't know how they're feeling going to bed at night and waking up in the morning and if they even have a fucking appetite. So it's good yeah. to check that. It's you have to check yourself sometimes, but you still gotta love yourself and realize like what they're doing and what they're deciding to do is not a reflection on me. And I'm okay the way I am. And I don't need to start restricting because all these other people are losing weight. Have Have you ever, like, had a meal in front of you and you're like, oh, maybe I should eat half of this because so-and-so looks this way? Have you ever had, like, that thought process? Yeah. I'll have weeks. I th- I crazy fluctuate. Because I'll have weeks where I have very bad mental health, where I'm very... Stressed, and I also am on this like, I want to look as best as I can right now kick. And I will eat very clean, and I will also be anxious at the same time. And I will probably drop five pounds. And I literally, two vlogs posted next to each other. I post once a week before Vlogmas. You could almost see me looking a little more full, and then the next vlog, I look five pounds thinner because I film different weeks and within two weeks I can look like a different person and but then I gain it right back when I'm happy and I'm living and I'm it's crazy why don't you answer your own question I'm very curious um mm, I'd say like early in my adulthood maybe like my early 20s that was definitely that was definitely something I was struggling with I would just you know Be like, oh, you know, I have to film a Nikki and Gabby video this week, a bikini try on haul or and then I would get in very like toxic, a very toxic mindset with it. But I've had a horrible relationship with food, not because of the trend, because like my anxiety is just like I'm going through so much, so much all at once, a lot of a lot of different changes and stress, a lot of stress. And I feel like my appetite is the first thing that goes when something's different and it doesn't mean I'm not happy. It just means like I'm adjusting. So my relationship with food was very, very unhealthy in my early twenties. Cause I'd be like, Oh, there's a Nikki and Gabby video being filmed this week or a bikini try on haul. And I used to like think like, okay, okay. I, I, and at the time I remember thigh gaps were like a huge trend. And I remember being like, Oh what no, what year was this? Like 2014, I, meanwhile, 2014, 2015. Meanwhile, that didn't even cross my mind. Like some public figures were like posting their diets and all that stuff. And I, uh, as someone who was just very like, you know, into the internet, I was following them and watching my weight and so, but yeah, in that time period, I would just like skip out on that treat that us and our friends went to go get or like just with the mindset of, Oh, there's filming and thigh gap. Like it was so toxic and I felt maybe like that mindset bled a little bit into like 2016, but 2016 was when that kind of started dying down and I started getting more comfortable in my skin. But I remember that whole 2013 to 2016, like thigh gap era, I remember I was very affected by it. I'm sure that my unhealthy mindset really put that insecurity to other people as well, since I was kind of like involved with that. And I can't help but, feel a little reminded of it right now this year yeah so I think it's the tumblr era it was the thigh gaps the thigh high socks the oh my god I hate to use this word but heroin chic Mm. looking like you're unwell and artsy was a vibe I hate that I'm saying that but it was and I that's so fucked it's it's not messed up that you're saying that out loud when the, a society has made that a trend. It's not you saying it out loud. It, unfortunately, looking like the troubled teen was a thing. Very angsty, unwell, artistic. You looked like you were Tumblr famous. That was a time, and the under eye circles and the gaunt face, sunken in, the thigh gap, the skinny arms, measuring your arms. It was very bad. Do you think that impressionable teens right now are comparing themselves to what everyone else is doing? And if so, what would you tell them? Since we've lived through something like that at such an impressionable age in 2013. When you fixate on your body so much, you're wasting the 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 space in your brain on focusing on that so hard that yeah you may be a, you may reach your thinspo goals but everything else will decline you'll get less inspired you, you won't care about your hair your makeup your outfit your style at my skinniest i didn't i wasn't that was all i had and i think it becomes an obsession and um now that I'm not as fixated on my weight, it's not the most important thing in my life, I feel like I have better hair, better hairstyles, better makeup looks, better outfits. I Personally, that's my experience, that there's so much more to beauty and to feeling good than just your weight. And I think now, this is going to sound TMI, but right before I get my period, I, get, I gain probably five pounds. I fluctuate on and off five pounds, and I've gotten okay with it. I have PCOS and it just happens. I put on five pounds and I get, my boobs go up a size, my arms get bigger, my thighs get juicier, my face gets a little fuller and it happens right before my period. And now I've learned, instead of hating that week of the month, I've learned that, wow, I'm sexy right now. I think it's very Aphrodite-esque, you know? It's kind of hot and that's why I'm wearing a Skims dress for this episode. So let's talk about the the people in the spotlight that are leading a really good example that when you look at their content, you're like a breath of fresh air. This is great. I love this. I know we talk about the negative side of TikTok and social media and Instagram, but with negativity always comes positivity. And I I'm totally on this side of TikTok where it's body positivity and I'm seeing strangers and following strangers and I'm getting introduced to strangers. I feel like Not always well-known people, but there's a whole community of body positivity on TikTok, and I love it so much. So I do want to talk about this article specifically. I have it pulled up on my phone. It created such a disturbance online. It was called Bye Bye Booty, Heroin Chic is Back, with photos of Bella Hadid and Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian, and it was posted by the New York Post, there are responses to this article on YouTube. This is the cover. I saw that. Um, Fuck you, whoever wrote that article, like truly fuck you. You're implementing such a harmful thing that we worked so hard to erase in the past 10 years. And I think putting out articles like that, I mean, you're the New York fucking post, do better. If the New York Post says it's a trend. Do fucking like, better. Well, the what whole, The whole world. Do you know how many people suffering with eating disorders? Do you know what that did to everybody suffering? Who, like, you don't know where they were on their journey. Like, that could have set them back completely. And you know who's on the cover of that? Bella Hadid. And you know who Bella Hadid is? A supermodel. And you know why she's that skinny? She's a professional model who has to fit into every fucking sample size. And that's her job. Do not put a supermodel on the cover of an article saying, bye-bye booty, heroin chic is back. That is her job. And she takes her job very seriously. And I respect models who take their job seriously. But the world doesn't have to be a supermodel. Fuck off. I'm so upset about that article. Preach. Are you okay? No. When I saw that, I was not okay yeah what did that bring up for you that article like it's a I'm like trying not to get emotional, but like once you start like before I had my eating disorder experience, I never thought you remember I never thought once about my thighs, once about my body. I was carefree at the beginning of our careers, and once that demon comes in your head and once you see the effects of it and it and you see a, a diet working and you you get this false sense of happiness and then it never goes away because you'll always compare your healthy body to your sick body and you'll always want to go back there knowing how dark it is. And once people start giving into this and they start like, I wish I could go back to my brain before the eating disorder, but it never will be the same. And I, I want to have kids one day, but it's scary because it's like, oh, well, your body will never be the same. And it's like, body is so important. And being in entertainment, you said something that like stood out to me just now. Do you think the celebrities who are conforming to this so-called fucking trend, do you think they feel pressure or do you think their teams are telling them drop weight or do this? Or do you think they feel pressure to the ones that are being used as images or examples during this horrible I think everybody Trend. in this industry is fighting for perfectionism. Everybody wants to be better than the other. And if you're skinnier than the other, then you're already one step ahead in their toxic mentality. And I think it's just all a one big competition. And it's now being projected... Celebrity culture is being projected onto like normal people. We don't need... We're not... It's that is being that is like a celebrity culture. And now that everybody has the access to put themselves online. Now everybody is like gaining celebrity problems. Yes. Like I'm seeing it. That makes so much sense. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Because everybody feels like I got to be ready. I got to be turned on. I got to look the part. I got to grow. I got to build my brand. I got to be. I got to be on top. I got to be someone's inspiration. It is like. Insane pressure, and it's just social media is becoming so accessible. It's making everyone have celebrity problems. Wow, I'm just I, realizing this. Sorry, I'm not like talking a lot. I'm just like realizing so much from what you're saying. I think it, it started. Do you think that's with, a problem. I think it started in the pandemic. I think you felt that was the closest everybody felt to their idols. Like no matter who you were, you were dealing with the same problem. And I think that's when TikTok bloomed. That's when short form content bloomed. And I think that that's when a whole new, a whole new wave of creators bloomed. And I think virality became a thing. The normal person could be, could go viral and build an overnight brand. And I think that's incredible. But I also think, Everyone feels like, well, if I follow this blueprint of what this person did, I can be the next big thing and I can have a brand and I can live my dreams. And that's where everyone is pushing out content every day, hustling. And while you're filming yourself and putting out content so much, you start to pick yourself apart. You start to realize, oh, this person looks like this. This will help me and help my brand. And it's people are equating weight with success. Oh, yeah. Gabby, I've my brain has went there with my music videos. I'm like, if I just looked snatched with my little Monica Geller arms and my little like ab moment, like sex sells, my brain has gone there and I shut it the fuck up. But and I actually had there was a comment on my on my YouTube that said, Nikki, your music's good, but didn't you ever think to like follow beauty standards? Maybe your music will do better. Like, get the eye lift. Get Are this. Are you kidding me? Like Depuff your face, get the eye lift, lose that weight. Like, your music will do well. This is coming from... It was, they were trying to come from a good place. And I'm like... I, cr- I cried. I posted about it on Instagram. Oh, wait, I think I saw that. I'll read the comment. Once for all, you might want to know that none of the most successful women are natural like you. No way. They put a lot of efforts in their looks. I mean, a lot. Not only a face mask and Botox... They are all facialized, extended, massaged, fitnessed, lasered, constantly injected, nose reduced, cat eyed. You don't want the same? It's okay, but don't be naive. The crowd will worship you only if you get them to want to be you. I've never thought about it, like being on the other end. I mean, in, in the early in my career, I definitely had like comments like, you should get your nose done. It's so fat, or you should do this or do that. And I honestly, like, a lot of comments had to do with why I got certain plastic surgeries, but. I never thought about the other end because I get triggered with comments saying, stop doing plastic surgery. You had too much work done. You ruined your face. I get like the other. It's just like, I used to just hate my body and not care about my face. And this year I've started to hate my face because of the comments. Because I'm like, should I get the eye lift? I have droopy eyes. I have like sleepy bedroom eyes. Should I get the eye lift? Should I get the nose job like you, since I have like an uh, like a Cuban Italian like looking nose? Should I? I'm pretty sure your nose is still smaller than mine, and I got my nose done. So just stop. <laughs> Not like that matters, but like seriously, I have always thought you had a cute nose, Nikki. Stop. It's it's very like Italian. I feel like my profile, but it's like thank you, but. <laughs> I'm sure you and like the audience is noticing too. I'm not like talking much. I'm just asking you questions. And that's because I don't feel comfortable to talk too much on this because I'm still figuring out what the hell I'm going through right now because it's been such a stressful year and I'm not getting a period and I'm not saying like, oh, like I have this, but I'm saying like clearly I'm not the most physically healthy that I've been and this is is honestly, it's probably a good episode to tell you guys that. But, you know, I'm just going to be transparent here. Nikki has been through it. She's, like, working on it every day. And I'm proud of her. She's, like, she's overcome so much. I'm in the middle of trying to overcome things in my life. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm totally healed when, like, maybe I'm not. So that's why I'm, like, kind of being silent on certain questions and not talking too much in this episode. I don't know what's the right thing to say. It's also a very touchy subject which we're fully aware. Nikki and I have gone through a lot with this topic and I'm sure a lot of you guys have too. but there has there has to be like there need there needs to be room for people to talk about this. I feel like a lot of people are scared to talk about this. So many people are scared to say the wrong thing. There's no such thing as the right or wrong thing. What I mean, there is such thing as wrong, but there's no such thing as the right thing to say. This is a genuine problem going on. And unfortunately, with like the more shorts or short form or real or TikTok content and tra- this being a trend, the more toxic it it's going to get. The only way to get this to be like stopped or the only attempt to get this to be stopped is to talk about it. So... Um, I also think something that can really help other people and this is something that's helped me is whatever you like and whatever you're drawn to online for me that's fashion. I love finding a good outfit and saving it to my collections. I have a whole collection called Outfit Blueprint and I like to like recreate outfits with what I own. I follow a lot of fashion creators that are have very similar body types to me and it makes me love me. It's like. Wow, we pull that off, don't we? And it's like finding your body double online. And like like I love these people's fashion and I love the and if they look great, it makes me really excited to try on an outfit like that. So it was talked about by psychologists that there was gonna be there was going to be a rise in eating disorders for more control. Like there was a lot of lack of control in quarantine. And I feel like it's no surprise that this is now article headline. I'm not even gonna use the word a trend because I don't want to give it that power, but yeah. It's almost no surprise. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I think the 2020s was kicked off with a very serious loss of control. And I think the 2020s decade is gonna be a lot of that. Everyone trying to gain control while everything else is out of control around them. I mean, we're in the middle of a recession. And a lot of these kids lost years of middle school and high school and college some people are trying to navigate their young adulthood while there's like a lack of a lot of things in the world right now. And a lot of media being thrown at them. It's a very hard time right now for to be a young adult. And it's scary. And that's why articles like that should not be fucking posted by a grown ass adult. I feel like sometimes, I know this is really random, but sometimes I'll be going through TikTok and I'll be like, oh, wow. This girl's so pretty. Oh, my God. She has three million likes on this TikTok. But it's just like five seconds long and she's just just standing there. And she's just lip singing. And then I'm like, oh, this is why it has three million likes. I don't want to say it out loud. Why? That's such a great example. But then people think they'll get three million likes if they look hot and make a five second TikTok lip singing. And their waist is like 10 inches small. Yeah. I've stumbled across a lot of those and. I've also stumbled across a lot of like mental health TikToks where it's like empowering and uplifting. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish like 3 million likes were on this TikTok too. And it's just unfortunate that People it's not even go- that person's yeah. fault for being hot. Yeah. Like I'm always like good for them. Like, fuck <laughs> yes, but I would I- be so validated if I went hot for being, if, if I went viral for being hot, but be like, oh yeah, it's like not <laughs> their fault. But then there's then they get the brunt of everyone's insecurities in the comment section. Yeah, like ripping them apart. When you know damn well some of the people that harded it to save it to save that TikTok as inspo are one of the people attacking them because hurt people hurt people. So look look at how many saves those TikToks have. Oh, I know. I, I've stumbled across some of those where it's like, whoa, whoa, this went viral. Why? Oh, wait, yeah, she's hot. She's hot. But. I feel like there's that other side of TikTok and nothing against the hot people. Like, good for you. I, I literally appreciate a hot person when I see one. But there's a side of TikTok where some people are like empowering those who feel like they need, they need to hear this and like mental health and, you know, what's in here. And those don't get the 3 million likes and the 1 million saves. I just also something that should give people and you like peace of mind. This is what I tell myself. If you're going viral and you have a career based off your appearance, like being young and hot isn't forever. Youth isn't forever. Being 21, 20 isn't forever. You need to find something that has more meaning to have longevity. You have to, that's all trends. Trends come in and come out and you don't want to build a career off a trend. And then when that trend goes away, you have nothing to withstand. And I think that there are some people I follow because they have a cool aesthetic, but I know that maybe in five years I'll unfollow them. You don't want a a fickle follower like that. You want meaning. You want connection. You want something that's going to stand, stand you up and, and keep you going. Oh my God. I just realized, not realized, I'm thinking to myself, are some people like conforming to this trend and making it their brand right now? Oh, Gabby, like people brand, like moving to a city at 20 and, and People brand being a college student and people brand looking like a celebrity and people brand a sport or a body type or being body positive. Some people's brand is based off of not being skinny. And if they ever lose weight, what happens to their brand? It's like, you gotta find, you just gotta find a brand that is so not surface level if you want longevity in this space. And that is something that cancels out a lot of negative thoughts for me. I care more about my connection with who's watching me versus getting for surface level followers who just want to follow me for my, my aesthetic. And if I'm, if I'm goals, I'm beyond that at this point in my life. Good. I, we used to be that though. Uh, Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed in how I used to think. Like I I can't help it. I was young. I was immature, but I am very disappointed in how I used to think. And obviously life like is not, linear by any means you go through a lot of changes mentally but wow if if people just knew that being themselves was enough they would feel better but that really is the secret if the younger generation is thinking how i used to do how i used to think back then but like times 10 then oh my goodness but the the secret sauce is just being yourself and it's like i wish i knew that sooner we we both know, actually everyone in this room knows, I was not myself during those impressionable years. I thought I needed blue hair and to be edgy. And I couldn't be girly. I thought I needed to like drop 7K on bags every month to stay relevant. It's a way to get an audience quick, but they're not going to stay with you and they're no, not going to care. because let me tell you, the moment I said, hey, I'm going to spend my money wiser, I'm not going to buy a bag every month, I lost a good portion of my dedicated viewers. But now I'm having fun <laughs> regaining like the ones that are going to keep returning just because they like me and what I'm putting out there and my life and story. So it's like a wash in, it's like a wash out to bring the ones that matter in. Yes. That's it's why a I, filtering system. I have seen like TikTokers make series called like Fame to Flop. And it's like... Or it's called aging with your audience. And I don't think, I think like people can identify creators with, oh, this was when their peak. But I think like peaks don't last long because people grow up. Your audience will age in and age out of your content. And when you have a long career, it's not going to always be that. You know what I like to say? Because one of my friends actually sent me a TikTok. I know what you're referencing because someone made a whole video about me and how <laughs> I was one way and now I'm this now. And I was like, it's so funny because not to bring up numbers or anything, but once this kid grows up and gets into a financial world around them, which doesn't leave you till you die, then, then maybe I'll listen to what they have to say. But right now, as an adult, I'm very happy with the decisions I made growing up Because now I I feel like career-wise, finance-wise. There's more than just relevancy. I'm happy and I'm comfortable and I'm doing great. And it's like, oh my God, as a kid, you just see a number and you're like, okay, that's how you evaluate someone. Oh my God, I was like depressed, withering away, not getting out of bed. But I would check YouTube and be like, we got 2 million views, okay, back to bed. But I was depressed. And that's not a way to live. It's just it takes years to learn that. We're getting sidetracked. Yeah, there's That's just her. what we're ultimately trying to say is there's so much there's commentary creators and there's people that are trying to grow their brand by putting other creators down and I think that that doesn't help the whole pressure everybody feels to be on to look the part to have numbers to be relevant I mean it's all the same umbrella everybody's feeling like celebrity problems that only celebrities used to feel. How do I stay relevant? How do I keep my numbers? A lot of TikTok creators feel that way. How do do I need to look, do I need to look more with it? Do I need to look younger? Do I need to have a body that looks trendy? It all is under the same umbrella. I don't wanna be considered a flop. I don't wanna be irrelevant. It's like, there's so many, it's the internet. There's so much opinions on the internet. I'd like to think maturity and growing up for not caring as much about what others have to think about me but to all those poor impressionable kids out there that are seeing that fucking headline I just want to give them all a big hug and you know I want to let you guys know that yeah I'm sure the stakes are high for pressure but holy shit you're beautiful the way you are like You don't need a headline or X amount of views or X amount of likes or X amount of comments telling you that you look great. What's your diet? You don't need that for validation. I think the validation should come from just knowing who the fuck you are. You are not what the media says you should be. No, nobody ever should. I'll be honest about something on here that'll make you feel better. Sometimes I miss natural things about myself that I changed with, you know, fillers. There are, there is such thing as realizing when it's too late that you miss something about yourself. That is a whole other That's a whole separate video. I could talk about that for five hours. Yeah. (laughs) I think that I want to let you guys know that I wish I knew sooner that abundance comes when you are, it's as simple as this, yourself. You do what you want. You go towards what feels good you block out the low vibrations, you block out the negative shit and you're just yourself. And people will hate on you and people will comment mean things, but if you just let it slide off of you and just keep being yourself, your life and your world will open up and you will have so much more than you thought you could have. But you have to just, it's as easy as just be yourself, look yourself, be you, act yourself. You don't gotta form any mold. And the second you try to do that, you're just you're just like everybody else, and you lose your sparkle when you're not in alignment with yourself, and you're being very inauthentic just to for the sake of doing well or to be successful. Well, guess what? You're not going to do well, and you're not going to be successful, at least not for long, if you're out of alignment with what's true to you. So, I hope this episode helped you guys in any way. It helped me talking about it honestly, because I was having I was having a bad day. I was like, Nikki, no. no, no. We're good. We're okay. I feel really good after this conversation. I'm excited to have our buffalo chicken salads that are really yummy. I try to be there for you guys as much as I can and I know Nikki does as well. But hopefully this podcast made things a little easier for you in whatever way that it could. Hopefully you guys are eating your lunch or your dinner. I know I see a lot of comments that you guys love to eat your meals watching our podcast. Have your coffee, but still eat your meals. Yes, please. Um, And know that we don't, if anything came out wrong in this episode, we didn't mean to. It's just a very touchy subject. Yeah, we're still going through our own stuff as well. We so battle these thoughts still every day. It's hard to talk about. Yeah, and we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of a lot of experience talking about this online to you guys. This is, is our first time. Very touchy. Talking about body image, period, online since coming forward about mm-hmm. our eating disorders like years ago. Yeah. So this is where we're at now. And this and that was our advice, things that help us. And we hope that this helped any of you guys that have felt the pressure of where we are today in media. We love you guys. Love you so much. Please yeah. stay strong and please please like pick up a book or something next time you see a fucked up headline like that. Like shit. All right. No, look in the mirror and say I'm hot. Yeah, that too. Being hot is a vibe. Turn off your phone next time you feel any of those feelings and just do something to better yourself. The people I'm attracted to are of, it's the vibe. Yeah, same. So just keep your vibe. Who keep gives a fuck about time. anything else? Okay? We'll end it on that note. We love you guys so much. Love you. We're happy we were able to have this discussion here on the channel and we'll see you guys in our next Opposite Twins podcast episode. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.